Ginger Rod, Ginger, Ginger Rod, Ginger. Ginger has red hair, so does Alex. Hey! Hello, everybody. I'm holding my microphone because there's no desk at my parents' rental house. Uh, I also didn't write a fake ad because... It was Christmas, so hey, welcome to Ginger on Ginger, the show where two redhead comedians choose a word, phrase, or concept, and then talk about it through their gingery lens. I'm Jacob Godby. And I'm Alex Tate. This episode is brought to you by Christmas. It's Jesus's birthday, I guess. I don't know. Is it really? I mean, do I think Jesus was a real person? Yeah, probably. Do I think he was bequeathed unto a woman with no sex? I mean, also yes. probably not. Also, yes. No, that's that one's true. Gotcha. It was the very first artificial insemination. It was. It's just. I remember that being the point uh, that I was like, you know, they were they were like, step one, Mary had a baby, she was a virgin, and I was like, uh, <laughs> and you're like uh, I already have issues. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Let me rewind the tape there real quick. Say that yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. No. It was. Uh, they went to an old timey hospital. Uh, God blew a load in the bathroom, put it into a jar, and uh, they put it inside Mary. She wanted it. She was Joseph is infernal is the problem. Yeah, that's fine. What what I think is that she had maybe some extramarital affairs, right? Uh, with three dudes, um, and they she didn't know who the dad was. And oh, then these are the three kings. Like, stop yeah, by then, with the- <laughs> then, then the magi had to come with gifts, and they're like, "We're bearing gifts. Please yeah, don't here's tell some anyone." Frankincense and myrrh, and they're like, "Hmm, yeah, thanks." And Joseph is like eyeing him because he, he he like knows who they are. Like Mary's like, "Oh, I'm going out with Paul again," and Joseph's like, eh. "Yeah, well, man." Well, I I feel bad for Joseph, right? Like, you're waiting till marriage. You're super into your wife, probably. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was a marriage of convenience for them. Oh um, uh, yeah. <laughs> you're super into your wife and uh you're waiting for for marriage to have sex and then all of a sudden she starts showing and you're like hold up yeah what's going on here not that not that joseph is owed mary's body i want to get that out of the way too he's not owed anything just because you patiently wait for something doesn't mean that you're owed it no 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 of course not but at the same time it was uh i want to know what that conversation was right right you know honey yeah. i'm pregnant and he's like well there's only one fucking way that happens. She goes, she goes actually, there's two. And he goes, I'm, I'm going to call BS. And she's like, no. No, no, no. It was God. And Joseph's like, all right. You think Mary invented religion as an excuse to pass off her extramarital affairs? Yes. <laughs> oh, yes, man. entirely, What a great way, way. To, to start the episode. Uh, welcome, everyone. It is a couple <laughs> days after Christmas. Grandma's. We are uh, We are both in our childhood homes. Alex was last week. I am now. And Alex, I need to describe to you my recording setup, both where I usually record and where I'm recording now. Is that okay? Yeah, of course. Okay. I usually record in my bedroom where I have a desk and, uh, you know, my office chair fits under the desk so I can roll underneath it and have the microphone close to my face. It is also a building that was built in the 21st century. Not that that's a big deal, but it is... uh, you know, there's a few more modern amenities. My parents are renting a house, and I'm uh, now in the basement that has been untouched since the 70s. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, it has the popcorn ceilings with glitter in it. Which is um, asbestos, is it not? It probably is, yeah. I think it. I think that's why everyone's like, there's like companies that'll like remove your popcorn ceiling because they're like, 
or you can like get your insurance company to remove your popcorn ceiling. I think because it's like it's asbestos. Oh, okay. Well, I'm in an, an asbestos lined basement. Uh, there is yep. thick, like blood red shag carpeting. Oh, oof. And uh, yeah, it's gross. And then you know, I am in the corner. You know, there's some stuff deep in that carpet deep deep in that yeah. carpet that you can't get out because it's four inches long and yeah if they were gonna live here permanently my dad was like i would rip that carpet up tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> uh also in the corner the only the only light in this room which is a huge room by the way it is the size of my entire apartment uh <laughs> the only light is in one far corner a chandelier with like fake candles like the lights are like candle flame right. bulbs yeah. <laughs> and yeah. there's like fake wax ri- dripping down the candles it's <laughs> it's it's a period piece and I, I really felt like when i came down here that i needed to invite all my friends over for like a video game party right maybe a D sesh oh yeah there you go with those like with like a fanta for some reason when i think <laughs> of old sodas i think of fantas i don't know why i think fanta is still than... around yeah my childhood soda would have been like mountain dew We've talked about this on the podcast, the feeling of uh, that taste of Mountain Dew and Domino's pizza at about 1 a.m. in your mouth at the same time. Oh, yeah. Amazing. I thought it was, you yeah. know, a culinary delight. I think old sodas, I think Nestle. You've seen my grandpa's house where he has all the old, not Nestle, uh, Nesbit. Um, he has all the yeah. old, like, Nesbit merch and stuff. Someday, that'll be me, but with Cobra Starship albums. I don't know what Nesbit is, nor have I ever taken a single sip of it, and nor have I ever heard of it until whatever three months ago when i stayed in that room it doesn't really exist anymore is why you probably haven't seen it in the wild i think they did like a small like nostalgia production run a couple years ago because i remember seeing it like a gas station in california and i was like there's no way nesbit is coming back but yeah it's like an orange soda that my grandpa loved when he was a child and um you know much like i hold on to certain nostalgic things uh so does he no, no, I'm saying at least you come with your random obsessions for nostalgic things, honestly. Yeah, that's true. I don't believe in guilty pleasures anymore. You know, if it if it brings you pleasure, the guilt is not necessarily that something's bad. I think the, if you're going to have a guilty pleasure, it could be that it's a song by R. Kelly or something like that. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. I like murdering people. And you're like, hey, Jesus. That's just a pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's a, you were found not guilty. So that's a not guilty pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rittenhouse style. How was your Christmas? Was it good? Um, my Christmas was good. I got a lot of cool stuff. No one said anything like racist at the the dinner tables. Um, hey, it, always a plus. Yeah, it was like a, it was kind of a nostalgic Christmas. I got a quilt, and this quilt has been in the making since I want to say 2015, 2016. I gave my mom like a pile of old like concert and band t shirts and was that I don't wear anymore. And I was yeah. like, hey. I'm too old to just wear these out in public anymore. Can you get a quilt made of them? And uh, this person has had my shirts for years, and it's become a running joke. Every Christmas, I open all my gifts, and I'm like, where's the quilt? Uh, she Does she still have my shirts? Do they exist anymore? Yeah. Uh, it, including times where I thought, well, she doesn't have my shirts. They, I, I just threw them into a hole. Like, they don't exist anymore. And then this year, I finally got the quilt. I love it. It's very cool. Uh, my sister bought us tickets to go see Sparks in Seattle. My mom bought us tickets to go see Weird Al in Spokane. And I bought my sister and I tickets to see Brockhampton in Portland. So I, my the first half of my 2022 concert going is well stocked already. That's awesome. See, I like I like experiences like that. 
you know, I think that's a great gift that you don't have to like fret too much about, you know, it's, that's an easy gift to do. Um, the best thing I got was, uh, I got Jimmy Chin. Do you know who Jimmy Chin is? No idea. He's a photographer and a mountaineer. Okay. Um, he lives in Jackson, but he's, he, so he filmed Free Solo. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Okay. Yeah, he's yeah. the cinematographer for it. His wife was the director, but he was the cinematographer for it. Um, and anyway, he released a book, uh, like a photo book, but that's also a book book also. And it's, um, I'm very hyped about it. I don't, yeah. I can't express to you how excited this man's like a hero of mine. And he's, uh, so I was excited about that. You ever, because it was one of those gifts that, um, I didn't tell anybody I wanted. And I thought, oh, I'll probably just buy that myself. Yeah, so some someone, someone knows you really well. Yeah, exactly. And then I opened it up on Christmas and I was like, no shit. I didn't even tell anyone I wanted this. Yeah, yeah. Was it from your mom? It was from my stepdad, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. they pay attention. My parents too. Like my mom got me the Dave Grohl book, which I uh, didn't ask for specifically. I just had mentioned it one time when she was visiting. Yeah, I was, I was with you. That's right. Well, I got a book called uh, We Have a Real Estate Problem, which is the history of Native American com- comedy and comedians. Oh, okay. That's not, that sounds awesome. Yeah. The only thing I have to battle with my uh, mom about is that she adds details to stories that aren't necessary. Right, 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 right. Like the ethnicities and... Uh, exactly. Pre- that precisely yeah. that. She goes... If it um, matters to the story, add it, but... Yeah. She goes three houses down, um, Mexican family, they just sold their house. <laughs> and I go, what the fuck? <laughs> You're like, just say, the, just say the family down the street sold their house. That's all you have to say. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, why, why the fuck that they're Mexican? Does that matter at all? And she's like, it doesn't. And I'm like, then why did you say it? And I'm like, well, Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Now, if they invited you over for a quinceanera, then you could say it's a Mexican family. Or I would probably also make that assumption, you know? That's true. It is redundant at that point. But if you said, yeah, someone invited me over to teach me how to make tamales, I would be, I would go question mark and then you'd be like, they're Mexican. I'd be like, oh, okay, learn how to make tamales from them because <laughs> that's good. You know, I don't want no white family teaching you how to make tamales. They probably suck. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, we talked a lot uh, via text about uh farting and how much we've been doing it since we've been back <laughs> yeah yeah did i just have too many nutrients in my body like i'm eating a breakfast lunch and dinner every single day and um they're all healthy and it all has you know it's all homemade food and stuff like that and it's my body yeah. is in a full state of panic because i haven't eaten this well all year <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You're eating food groups that your you haven't your body hasn't touched in years. It's the same here. I I eat too much, and then I, yeah, I just sit there all night and like fart. And again, that's a running joke in my family is that my farts are the loudest, but they're not the smelliest. They're bad, but you can like get through them. It's when Floyd or my sister drops one out that you have to clear the room. Floyd is a dog, by the way, for those people listening. Um, dog farts are always gnarly. Yeah, it seems it's like their system is so efficient that it, it prevents farts like 98% of the time. But when one slips through, it's it's just a f- catastrophic meltdown of the digestive tract. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's also like they have, you know, maybe eaten like a dead squirrel in the yard or something like that. <laughs> and you're like, oh, sh- oh, my God. I did get a humidifier for Christmas, which I'm very excited to set up and use. Well, there you go. That's uh that's a sad statement, but I'm excited that you're excited. I got a vacuum too. Does that make you feel any better? Dude, I 
easily the best household chore is vacuuming. A oh, thousand percent the best household chore I legitimately enjoy vacuuming. vacuuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, uh, if someone's like, we got to do chores, I'm like, oh, fuck vacuuming, please. Uh, what else is up? You got anything else going on? Um, it's dumping snow here. It's, a, it's snowed like 20 inches, 24 inches or something. And currently all the roads back to Bozeman are closed. And I couldn't go home if I wanted to. Beautiful. Sometimes, you know, blessing in disguise, right? Uh, yeah. This is, I, dude, I, we're like, I'm working on a week. Yeah. And that's about like the extent I can do with my family. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's, it's, there's something to be said for having your like creature comforts around. Yeah. We have also gotten snow here. Not as much, but it's been super duper cold here. Like last night it was like negative 20. That's fucking cold. I don't care who you are. That's fucking cold. That's as my dad likes to say, that's when stuff starts breaking. I mean, yes, true. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know what I want to talk to you about real quick. That book I sent you. Okay. I want to describe it to you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you started sure. it? I have not. No, honestly. Well, it's because I got uh, jobless and then I oh, bought okay. like six books. Oh, okay. Okay. And I, and then you sent me that also. And now I have so many books to read and I am only okay. through two of the six. <laughs> I'm like, Oh Jesus. So I'm behind. Reading sure. this book reminded me of you in like the, in like good ways. Like, so I got this book as part of a book swap uh, at the preschool that I used to work at and the cover is terrible. It, it, it is clearly like homemade. The back is not like an official back of a book cover with all the stuff on it. It's it's pretty bad. I'll, I'll be the first to admit it. And it's called That Mary, My Pants. And I was like not excited to read it. My boss handed it to me and was like, here you go. You said you like funny books and travel. And I mean, I'll I be, was like, okay. I can only be 100% honest with you. I opened it and my roommate was there and he's like, what'd you get? And out loud I went, oh, you know that. Oh, right. That, Dude, that's the oh you made. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, that's oh. exactly how I feel. I was like very confused. <laughs> I started reading it and it's about this guy in like his early 20s who is just aimless in life and struggling. And so he goes to Ecuador and lives on like the side of a mountain at this like animal reserve. And he works with like endangered species and you know, injured animals and things like that. And all of the stuff that comes along with that, but it's written as if you wrote a book sentences are misspelled or like words are misspelled. The grammar is eh. the sense of humor is, <laughs> is like aggressive Gen X. Like there's a woman in there he describes uh, and every, and they hated each other. And apparently she was ugly. And every time he describes her, he finds a new way to call her ugly. Um, and it's nice. not, it's, it's crass. Like it's not, uh, but it reminded of me of a book you'd write. It's about travel. It's about animals. It's about going to the Ecuadorian mountains. And then on top of that, he doesn't know how to spell, but it is a fun read. I legitimately read it in like two days. Uh, that one of my favorite chapters involves a crocodile surgery. Oh Lord. Yeah. He has to help out with, with this crocodile, uh, who, again, has to get surgery. So it, it is good. It's better than it looks is what I will say to you. <laughs> okay. Well, are there bears in Ecuador? Well, there are at this place. They have a lot of animals that aren't necessarily from Ecuador. And uh, there are some animals, because it gets really, really cold up in the mountains at night. There are some animals that they have to, like, take extra precaution with and stuff, like some of the cold-blooded ones and whatnot. But uh, it's a ramshackle operation. I'll just say that. Oh, yeah, it's a zoo in Ecuador. So, I mean, geez. Yeah. Okay. Um. 
This is the last Patreon episode uh, where our patrons get to pick what we talk about uh, because we're going to be done with the show for a little while at episode 100. The original plan was to just end it completely. However, you know, I, you and I like the sound of our own voices too much, right? Oh, obviously. Obviously. You know, uh, so we're just going to take a long break and I don't, I'm not, I don't know when we'll be back, Alex. We had a couple of patrons that were like, well, we were happy to support you through the break. And I was like, thank you. Oh, no, Love but that. I can't do that to someone. Yeah. I can't do that to you. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't know when or even if we'll be back. You know what I mean? Like, so uh, I will be ending the Patreon. If you want to hear the After Darks, you should sign up because I am going to be closing the Patreon after our 100th episode. Um, and this is also kind of our last just normal, normal episode. We have some guests lined up for next month yeah. and some fun stuff. And uh, yeah, episode 100 will be it for a little while. Don't know how long. Don't know if we'll even come back the same. But uh, Alex and I want to just hang out with each other. <laughs> I like to think we come back as a, a, a podcast on woodworking. I think, okay, if we're going to do that, we need to study in the interim, right? We need to learn well, about woodworking. So just to tie this, I, I think my father got me uh, like a power tool set for Christmas. It's waiting for oh. me in Bozeman. But okay. we talked about it when I was in Coeur d'Alene, and then I got a call from Home Depot that was like, your address is wrong and someone is trying to send you a package. And oh. my, then at the same time, my dad texted me and he was like, I think there's a problem with the package I sent you. Okay. So you're going to use your power tools to get into woodworking. I just want to build shit. Like, that's where I okay. have fun. I built the bike. I built the, the the drawers in the back of my truck. You know, I just want to like make shit. I have yeah. fun doing that. And I if I, uh, if I get a new place, I don't have... Um, any furniture anymore because i i uh, you know a long story so you want to build your own furniture yeah like like a tv stand wouldn't that be cool that is cool yeah like like a coffee table i think i could make a coffee table like i don't yeah i I believe in myself to make a coffee and it's and not a sucky coffee table like an okay coffee table yeah i like i love the smell of sawdust as well like it's like mm, 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 mm. okay love it next year i'm gonna do like a sawdust cologne you know, body by pulp. Great. Uh, we talk about wood pulp on this show more than any po- other podcast on the planet. Anyway. I'm, um, I'm trying to tick all the boxes for this episode. <laughs> Cobra Starship, Pulp, MacGruber, uh, you know. <laughs> we okay, are... so I think we might come back as a woodworking podcast. So sorry Great. I interrupted you. Continue. No, no, no. That's fine. I think I'm going to come back as a like a gymnastics podcast. Oh, Oh, I, uh, I'm getting, I'm almost 30, man. Yeah, that's the, that's the hook is the, is listen to us try to do gymnastics. <laughs> you don't get to see it. It's just going to be like, listen to, listen to middle-aged men just grunt and groan and be like, oh, fuck, fucking Jesus Christ. Anyway, our word of the day is high school. Alex, it was a uh, it was a tie between high school and earthquakes, and I gotta say, I have less to say about earthquakes, probably. Yeah, I mean, I we can do earthquakes real quick. Uh, one time, I experienced an earthquake. It was crazy. The the uh, what the fucking plates in our cabinets shook, and I went, "Wow!" And my mom was like, "That's an earthquake," and I was like, "All right." And then that was it. <laughs> I felt an earthquake when I lived in Los Angeles. I was sitting on my bed in Koreatown. 
and the fat on my belly started to jiggle. And my roommate was like, earthquake. And uh, it happened. Yeah. for It was like 20 seconds long. I don't mean to be rude, but I picture that like the glass of water in Jurassic Park. You know? Oh no, that's exactly what happened. I wouldn't have known it. That was the first three. I didn't feel everything else shaking. I note I looked down at my belly, like shaking a little bit. And I was like, huh, it's uh, an earthquake. I also slept through a big one apparently one time in LA. I woke up and like Facebook was like, Did anyone feel that? And I was like, No, I'm asleep. Yeah. Uh yeah. the other quick thing is that I'm scared, or I, I'm not scared as much anymore, but I, I've thought in my life a lot about the Yellowstone supervolcano, which could be activated okay. by tectonic um you know, excitement, I suppose. And uh, sure. as a kid, you know, you're in like third grade or whatever. And they're like, hey, this volcano that you live 200 miles from could explode and kill the whole world. And uh, how are you supposed to sleep at night after that? Like I had I had legitimate fear. I don't know. I, growing up in Jackson, I was like 80 miles from it. And my, you know, my science teacher was like, if Yellowstone blows up, we will be dead instantly. So don't worry about it too much. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh. Okay. And yeah. It was like well, everything you know and love and your whole family will be dead in one instant. And I was like, oh, well, <laughs> fair enough. Right. Where it really came to a head for me is when I moved to California. After the Mrs. Ghost song about it, I was like, wow, man, if this thing goes off, I'm not dead instantly, but my family is. Do I want to die with them or do I want to be alive with a world without them? Right. That, see, that's more fucked. When I, yeah, when I was presented with just, <laughs> yeah. you know, we would yeah. be sitting in class and someone would go, hey, did you hear that? And then... <laughs> Uh, I mean, it'd be all over. I was like, yeah, I'm not too worried yeah. about that. Honestly, I think that's still my preferred method of death is just For sure. uh, heat, instant heat explosion. You don't even know what you don't even know you're dead. Like one one time I, or would you slow down and still see like your life flash before your eyes? Well, <laughs> like melting. I've also I've often thought I was like, is there just one nanosecond where you feel it? Yeah. Yeah. One, I kind of instant nanosecond where where you feel it and i don't want that that's why i always think um like diving out of an airplane with no parachute that's the way to go oh no all the way down you're just like i can't wait till i hit the bottom yeah kind of no (laughs) no okay let's talk about high school (laughs) (laughs) um high school i what a time I went to high school from 2009 to 2013, and you graduated. I graduated in 2011. How many kids were in your class? Yeah. I graduated with 88. However, when I was in junior high, we had over 100, so we lost quite a few along the way. Gotcha. I graduated with like 109, um, which was one of the smallest classes that had been through that high school in years. Wow. How big? I didn't picture Jackson having that many kids, but. Well, now they're like at. 180 kids or 190 kids or something like that okay did you know everyone i knew every single person i could have i i knew you know not that we were friends but i could name every single person yeah i kind of wonder where the threshold is there right because with 88 i absolutely knew everyone but i I, you know i always wonder when someone's like i graduated with a thousand in my class like where's the threshold where you start to not know everyone yeah well i always think it's crazy my mom tells me that so she graduated from a high school in kansas city missouri yeah. Um, her graduating class in the 70s was like 800 kids or something like that. Yeah. And she said she walked past a, or she walked with a kid, you know, because you walk in in pairs. Yeah. That not only did she not know his name, she had never seen him in her. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. She's like, I don't even know who this dude is. 
Did you get invited to a reunion this year? Because you have been out of high school for 10 years. I didn't, and I hope our generation kills that. Yeah, I don't really understand why. I mean, it sort of makes sense for some of the people that if, if you stayed in the same place and you went to school with some people from first grade to all the way through 12th grade, then a little bit makes sense to make time to like, re, like have a reunion. But like the kids that joined your class senior year, I we had like three or four of them in my class. So like, I don't really care if I ever see them again. Well, and here's the thing with the advent and the rise of social media. Uh, True. If I could, I would know, I could know what those people are doing. I don't, give a shit now so you know why would i yeah you know people know what you're for for a lot of like high school reunions that i think you see in hollywood and stuff like that in the 80s you had no contact with that person for right. 10 years and then you came back and you're like holy shit how are you and you know it, yeah. maybe if that was the the uh the sell on it then sure maybe i could get behind it but uh, i know right. what all those people are doing yeah, even the ones I don't want to know, for the most part, I still know what they're up to. And exactly, my you, mom's I, on Facebook, and she'll tell me. Yeah, most but of the she'll, she'll kids I've graduated with are in Montana in some form, myself included. There are a few that left Montana, but almost everyone is is in Billings or Bozeman or Missoula for the most part. There's a lot in Lewistown as well. Some left and then came back. Some never left. Um but man, Billings. Everyone in my class moved to Billings. There's there's probably checks 20, 30 out for people. Your, that like check you know, they're they're off to the big city and by big city I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's a few in Missoula, but I think it might from my graduating class, it might just be me and Dylan in Missoula now. How many there were more. How many kids do you think or kids, they're adults now? That if you told them, if you went to a high school reunion and they went, what's up with you? And you went, I moved to LA and then to Austin and now they would go, yeah. Oh, everyone. Everyone knew that was in my future. Like, and and the weirdest one is like when you're coming home, this doesn't happen as much now, uh, mostly because I live in Montana again. And also I don't go anywhere in Lewistown when I'm here. But before I learned to not go anywhere, you know, I remember going out to Ace Hardware and these two guys who were just awful to me in high school like the closest thing i had to bullies just immediately flocked over to me and were like what's up how's los angeles what are you doing how's life everything good and like like they wanted to know you know who have you met have you met any celebs what are you doing with your life and i was like you guys were mean to me in high school <laughs> yeah but yeah fuck you and the horse you rode in on but um, yeah yeah exactly and it's it's every time i come back and i'm sure you see this in jackson every time i come back i see someone else that i graduated with working somewhere and and there's some cool stuff you know, there's some people I graduated with who are now starting small businesses in Lewistown and, and whatnot. But I mean, it's it's people are permeating the the Lewistown like social quilt. Everyone is a dental hygienist or a bank teller or like an, a beautician, and yeah. that's about it. Like in Lewistown, My, I don't know. Uh, so, you know, growing up in Jackson was a weird experience with the uh, uh, wealth differences. Of the kids yeah. that went to that high school. Yeah. Um, and I had incredibly rich friends and I had uh, not, you know, like abject poverty friends, but but uh, friends, you know, that were struggling, lived in trailers and stuff like that. Yeah. So the, I, I tell you this because there was a girl in my class who uh, her dad owned like four very successful restaurants in Jackson. And 
uh, was starting to open up restaurants in Bozeman and Missoula. In fact, you and me ate at one of those restaurants. What restaurant? A uh, restaurant uh, called Sidewinders. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay, I remember that. Well, the the dad has two daughters. One of them was was very nice, but she was older than me. She was a senior when I was a freshman. And then one was in the grade I was in. The dad has been slowly given the daughters restaurants as he slowly retires, which is cool and, and great. But the one in my grade was always a bitch to me. Was was mean <laughs> yeah. at every turn. And I don't know what I ever did to her. I think I annoyed her because I was like loud. I honestly think that was like the reason. And she just decided yeah. that she hated me. Um, because I was friends with some of her friends and, you know, I've, I've heard her say as I like, as I was walking around the corner, you know, please don't tell me Alex is going to be here and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, <laughs> cool. And then I would wow. walk around the corner and be like, what's up? And I could see her face be like, fuck. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, all right, cool. Um, well, so it turns out that they that family has opened up a new restaurant and it's my parents' favorite restaurant. And every time I come home. I got to go. We got to go to this restaurant and she's the manager and she's there. And we just make awkward eye contact with each other. And my mom goes, that's, that's her. You know her. Hello. How are you? <laughs> and we just stare at each other and she's like, you don't want to say hi. And I go, I sure don't. No, not at all. <laughs> like, yeah. And we're going there tonight as we record. I'm going oh, there tonight. The great. reservations Wonderful. are made. Yeah. And I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Do you want me to finish editing this episode and email it to her before tonight? Yeah, that'd be great. Why were you so yeah. mean to maybe, me? I don't know what I did yeah. to you. I really don't know. Well, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe you'd get an apology or something. She probably doesn't remember either. She just knows, you know, it's just that intrinsic, like, I know I'm supposed to hate you, but I can't remember why. Yeah, yeah. and that's what I feel when, when I, you know, she's being a manager at this restaurant and I we make eye contact and we just look at each other with this exact look of like, I don't want to talk to you. And she's like, I do not want to talk to you. And I'm like, great. Yeah, my mom does that when we see someone in Lewistown that I have no interest in talking to. She'll be like, oh, you know them. Go talk to them. Go say hi. And I'm like, no. And she's like, oh, nothing wrong with that. Go say hi. And I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Was uh, was chat roulette a thing when you were in high school? I don't know. Because I'll be honest with you. I got on chat roulette one time, saw two dicks and was like, I'm out. Yeah. And it was like my senior year, I want to say, that I got invited by – an odd group of people. It was not, it was like the, the guitarist of my band. So everyone who knows me knows that the band that I was in was me, Karsten Dillon, who are my two best friends. Uh, and uh, you know, the third guy was this guy named Cameron, who's a sweet guy. He's, he's super sweet. He actually lives in Bozeman. I should, I could hook you two up if you want to hang out with them at the end of the story. Um, he, was the guitarist in our band. And I, you know, we liked Cameron. Cameron got along with us. He sang, he plays guitar, but he didn't like hang out with us extracurricularly. Right. It was like a, a business friendship almost. If you could yeah. have a business <laughs> friendship in high school. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Which I, I can, which is, doesn't surprise you at all. Probably. <laughs> no. And he hung out a little more with like the, this is hard to describe. So, our senior year, we were like in all the AP classes and honestly, yeah. I had like five AP classes in my schedule. And so I only hung out with like the same 22 people all year long that year. Yeah, totally. Yeah, definitely. And some of them were like some of the smart jocks, you know, like the popular smart kids. There's like three of them. Yeah. They invited me to hang out one time at this kid Andy's house and I went up and they were like, well, what are we going to do? Let's play video game. We played video games for a little bit. And then Andy was like, let's get on chat roulette. And I was like, I'm going to go home. And they were like, Oh no, chat roulette's fun. And I was like, dude, it's not. (laughs) 
No, you see so many dicks. Yeah, so I left and I did not get invited to hang out with the with the popular smart kids again, and that's fine with me. You know, there's there's a sort of I'm gonna, someone's going to listen to this, and I know people I went to high school with listen to this podcast, but Annie was the superintendent's son. Oh. Usually that makes you not cool. No, he was favored within the school system. For example, uh, he and I were both in the National Honor Society. And Andy peed in an underclassman's gas tank. And the person running the National Honor Society said they would quit if Andy was still in the Honor Society. You know, she was like, you know, to her credit, it was my geometry teacher. She was like, I'm not going to be in this if that sort of behavior is rewarded with honor society status and uh she quit running the national honor society his dad was like no he gets to stay in wow yeah god damn the other fuck off andy don't pee in people's gas tanks (laughs) that's fucked yeah yeah uh and then the other person i remember being there his dad was the science teacher at the school and he ended up going to west point he is a very smart kid but I think there was definitely, and if not grade padding, there was some external support uh, from contacts that his teacher father gotcha. had acquired. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Is that, that sort of stuff went on in your school too, right? I don't know. I don't know if it was in that. I, I will, can I, I might've told this story. Have I told this story about my, uh, my calculus class, my senior year? I don't know. So uh, I took calculus. I was very okay. good at math. I had very good grades. I always did all the work. I was, I kind of like roamed from friend groups, if that makes sense. I didn't have like a, I had my friends, but they were like, you know that British show, The Inbetweeners? That's honestly what I felt like. I was like, we are not the dorkiest, dweebiest group at all, but we're not invited to parties either. So it's like, you know, it's like, all right, cool. It's a good, it's a fun show. Until our senior year, we got, started getting invited to parties and stuff like that, but yeah, it's a calculus. And there was this girl that sat in front of me that was named Alex as well. Wow. And she was ex- extraordinarily smart. I honestly wonder where she is. She was a junior and she was taking calculus. Good for her. And yeah, she there's no way she's not uber successful. I we had homework every single day. OK, 10 points of homework every single day. And our teacher would just walk up and down the aisles at the beginning of class. And you would have to have your homework out on your desk. And he just looked to see that you did it, you know, to see that you did something. Yeah. And he, I would never, I don't think I did 10% of the homework. I just, I didn't have anything on my desk and he would just walk by and I'd be, he'd be like, no. And I'd be like, nope. And he would mark it off. Okay. And we had semesters in high school. I don't know how yours did it. So it was just halves. Both semesters just happened to be twice. And I can't make this up. I had like a D in that class. But I would do good on all the all the home um, all the tests. Like I would get sure. A's and B's on all the tests. But because I missed every single homework every single day, I would have like a C in that class or like a D plus in that class. Yeah. He waited to put everyone's homework grades until the end of. So a lot of people had bad grades in that class. Oof. Okay. Yeah. And both semesters, I think he got confused because. I sat behind another person named Alex and he was like, there's no way the girl Alex didn't turn them both in. And he was very bad with last names. Like he was one of those okay. guys, you know, and we were both just called Alex, whatever. There was no way he knew our last names. Yeah. He just put us both in for a hundred percent of the homework. Beautiful. Amazing. <laughs> I was like, are you It literally happened to me both semesters in a row? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That's amazing. That's great. 
Yeah, that's awesome. That uh, This isn't high school, but in grade school, I received a perfect attendance award. I think it was sixth grade, even though I was gone the day of the awards show because I was in Disneyland with my grandparents. <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. They like tallied it up and had the award printed and everything. And then I wasn't there to receive it. <laughs> I mean, that's classic. That's that's yeah. how your comedy career started, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It was intentional. Hey, can we go to Disneyland on these days, Grandma? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I also took – I took pre-calc my senior year online because percussion ensemble and advanced English were of the only two periods that they offered calc as well. And I was like, well, fuck that. I'm taking English and – percussion the two things i'm good at yeah i'm gonna do those and uh so i took pre-calc online and my first semester because that was a semester we did quarters within my school but the online was semesters um it's the worst grade i've ever received i got a d minus nice that semester and i don't know if my school did this intentionally or was not smart enough to factor it into my gpa but i was uh 12th in my class that year and that did not, they didn't know my math grade did not reflect on any of my like permanent record. Yeah. I got one C minus. Otherwise I got only B's and A's and most nice. mainly A's and one, it was in ceramics. Oh, interesting. Cause I had to take an art class and I hadn't taken an art class. And I, so I waited till my senior year. I took a ceramics class, miserable at it. Yeah. I mean, I was miserable. You just started this episode talking about how you wanted to build things with your hands, but you're bad yeah, at ceramics. not pottery, though. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. That is not my calling. I And I got, actually got a D plus in that class, but I got like a 69% and I had to go in the last day and ask for a C minus. Yeah. And be like, please, dear God, can you just bump me up 1%? Were you actually trying to? You were like, I'm actually trying to make pottery. I was, I was, you know, I showed up every day. I'll give myself that much. Okay, sure, sure. I didn't give it 100%. And I knew, I did for like the first week. And then I saw my first project and how fucking terrible it was. It looked like a three-year-old made it. And I was like, okay, this is not for me. This is going to be a battle all semester. (laughs) I know we've talked about this before, but uh, because we talked about how we both got voted class clown. But I, I also have told you, right, that the person we voted worst driver my senior year died in a car accident. Yeah, you did say that. Yeah, that, uh, rough. Um, and I wonder sometimes if if any of the other stuff would come true. I, I guess I'm still the class clown. Dylan got best dancer. I, I feel like I've said this before too because he took his shirt off at homecoming that year uh, and like waved it above his head, and that was just everyone remembered that and voted right. him best dancer. <laughs> the I believe the most likely to succeed is now an astrophysicist. Well, there you go. That's great. Both of them are actually. One's an astrophysicist and one's a rocket scientist, actually. But yeah. We had uh, voted the same two people most opinionated and should have been a couple. And one of them is now married and has a kid. The other one, I don't know what she's doing. I honestly have no idea where she's at. I don't like her. She was mean to me. There you go. <laughs> I would love to talk more, but I feel like we should go to the police blotter now, huh? Yeah, I was going to say, I could keep going for a while, but yeah, I get it. We can. Uh, let me go pee real quick. And. Then we'll come back and we'll do more. Uh, quick intermission, folks. Alex, talk for a minute while I pee. Unless you have to pee too. In which case. <laughs> okay, I'll be right back. I would like this portion to be some sort of gift for Jacob to find in the editing. But I kind of think that he's, I, I don't have really anything exciting to say. My farts are so bad, dude.
they're like tumbling out of my butt like a you know like like pebbles if you had a handful of pebbles and you just shook them around in your hand that's what my farts feel like inside me they're just rolling around in there Jacob sounds like he has a healthy flow it's good no prostate cancer in this family did you hear my strong flow I was just talking about that <laughs> could you actually hear it yeah ah oh, amazing that's been a running joke uh, since I've been home this week is uh, how strong my flow is good apparently good I feel loudly that's good <laughs> A couple weeks ago when I had COVID, I uh, I posted a bunch of Instagram stories about the web series that I made in high school. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was rough. The Instagram or the series itself? The series itself. Yeah. Yeah. I found more to like it at this time. Uh, I, I hadn't rewatched it in a while, probably since I showed it to you in college. Um, yeah. And there's, you know, there's definitely like market improvement, but I got a lot of like comforting messages from people that were like, this is so cool that you have this to look back on, you know, like, like that portion of your life is documented. And, uh, I guess, yeah. It, and it was a lot of fun to make too. I would, the only negative of it is that it made me believe that being creative and like making stuff was going to be easier <laughs> than it actually is. Right. Right. Did you have a teacher that particularly stood out to you? Because I did. And I would like I to describe too. him. Yeah, uh, go ahead and I'll talk about mine. Mine was my, I first had it my sophomore year as my English teacher. Okay. Um, his name was Mr. Squires. And he was this, uh, as he would describe it, you know, you know we, I like walked in sophomore year and he, I, I sit down and he's, he's like, I'm fat, I'm bald, and I'm old as hell. And y'all need to shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> and i was like i love this man oh that's great and i also learned more from him than any other but he was one of those teachers that if i was you know if my friends were gone or something like that i would go sit in his room for lunch and stuff like that and there was a couple other people oh. that would just sit in his room for lunch and it it got out and this is very true by the way okay that he is an author oh that's cool and he has he goes under a pen name oh okay because he doesn't want his students reading his books not because i don't think there's bad things in the book but because he doesn't want that influence he was he was very, such a genuine person and such like uh he had the strict morals and he was like i don't want my kids reading the books i don't want it to like influence them in some way sure shape or form but he was matt he on some level he had to be massively successful because if we had like a three or four day weekend or something like that We'd be like, Squires, where are you going? What are you doing? And he'd be like, I'm going to Paris. What? Yeah, and, yeah, he's, and we're like, go to Paris on like an English teacher salary. Yeah. Exactly. And he's like, we're like, for the weekend? He's like, for the weekend, I just want to eat some nice food. I'm going to be in Paris and then I'll come back. <laughs> oh, we good like, for him. What the fuck? And then he, uh, he said one time, so it was always us trying to like find his pen name, right? And he gave us sure. literally no clues. He, and he wasn't sure. about to. We're like, can you give us a hint? And he's like, no. Then sooner or later, someone will figure it. Like, no hints. No hints. The only hint we have was that we thought he was like, well, there's some success here because he's got quite a few bucks. And he's only an English teacher because he likes the kids. And I think he would be bored otherwise. But he doesn't need to be if he doesn't want to. And uh, he said one time, five years ago, a kid walked in and said, I figured it out. This is your pen name. This is all your books. And, and like I've done it, and Squire said he went bullshit. 
wrong. And the kid went, God damn it, and crumpled it up and threw it in the garbage can and walked out. And Squires ran over to the garbage can and ripped it all up to shreds because he was like, oh my God, like he figured it out. It was right, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was correct. And uh, so uh, he, he passed away like two, two or three years ago and um, oh, took, it, yeah. took it with him. No idea. I, you know, which bums me out now because I'm out of high school and I would love to read his books. Now you I would love nothing yeah, more yeah. than that. But I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I have no way hmm. of figuring it out. Is that one of those high school mysteries that the kids don't know, but the parents do? Can you like run it by your mom? And she'd be like, oh yeah, we all know he's no, this person. No, they, uh, he, he was, he was cool because so like I was obsessed with him in school and, uh, so were all my friends and me and my buddy won best friends. In, uh, senior year right yeah and we took a pic the yearbook came in to his class interrupted his class to take our picture and we had to leave to go get our picture taken from that and he was pissed at them because he always he's like he plays this character of a grumpy old man but he's actually not a sure. grumpy old man at all but he would but he also kind of was a grumpy old man he would walk past the yeah. office the principal's office and flip them off i watched him do it <laughs> as he took the elevator because he couldn't walk up the stairs because he was too old and me and my buddy took this picture and i think we were like hugging and he was like kissing me on the cheek or something like that and i can't make this up the person came back the next day and was like we can't use that photo because it's too gay oh yikes Sorry, but that's, I wasn't my, you know, I, this is just what happened. 2011. Yeah. Squires, whom we, a lot of us had theorized were gay, was gay. Sure. Got really angry. Good. Got really, really angry. And he was like, it's cause it's too gay. And he started freaking out and he was like, what's too gay? Is this gay? Is that gay? And he goes, come with me. And she, my, uh, the photographer, we all go out and he has us hold a water bottle. And he's like, hold the water bottle. And then we start laughing. And he's like, pass the water bottle back and forth. And we're just passing it back and forth and laughing. And she snaps a photo of us. And he's like, there you go. Nothing gay about a water bottle. Don't interrupt my class again. And like, <laughs> comes back. And it's to this day, one of the most like genuine photos I have, especially of me and him, of my good buddy. It's just us laughing, passing a water bottle back and forth. Because he's like, there's nothing gay about a water bottle. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, that's good. <laughs> so, Kudos to him for being an old crotchety man and, and still, you know, sticking up for what's right. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was hilarious. My favorite teacher. I have a lot that, are, you know, were nice. My, my eighth grade English teacher, Mrs. Daniels, we used to go eat lunch in her room, me and my friend group. And, and she would hang out with us. And my, the librarian of my high school was the guy who was like our proctor for the web series. And if he had like leftover stuff in the budget every year, he would ask me what like camera equipment I wanted. Nice. Um, and he helped us film too. He was just like present on, he was like a cameraman for a couple of the episodes, but That's hilarious. Uh, above uh, all of them was Mr. Kunzelman. He was my seventh grade band teacher. And then my freshman, sophomore, junior year band teacher. And we were just kind of cut from a similar cloth, I guess. We got along really well. And he introduced me to Kids in the Hall and Primus and all sorts of, you know, like counterculture music and comedy uh, art and, and whatnot. He appeared in a few of our videos. 
And he really, really supported me and my friend group. Uh, and I, jazz band, like bar none, was my favorite class in high school. Like I loved going to jazz band every morning. And, and Karsten was on the bass. I'd play the drums. And he he recognized, you know, like the talent we had. And, and he would we played in a jazz combo with him a couple times in Lewistown. Like we, got, we did paid gigs with our band teacher uh, yeah. for like dinners and stuff. And, and he did a lot to foster like our growth and, and give us opportunities that other teachers, not that we had really any problems with my other teachers, but uh, they, they weren't actively finding opportunities for us. And, and whatnot. I, so he, yeah. It sounds like, and I only say this because this is exactly what Mr. Squires did as well, but it sounds like this man taught you and again, I say this from my standpoint, but by he taught me to be an active participant in art and creativity. Yeah, if that makes sense. Not not necessarily as a creator, but as a consumer as well to consume yes. art yeah. and things in a way that's like critical and like actually pay attention to it. You know, I mm-hmm. and I still do it to this day. I watch movies and I'm, I I feel like I watch the movie. I don't just like let the movie hit me in the face and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say that. I would say he did that for sure. I still talk to him probably once or twice a year, just send him like a little message of, Hey, here's what's up with me. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's cool. And, and yeah. Um, let's do a quick police blotter. Huh? Okay. Good teachers are rad. They should be paid. Good more. teachers are rad. More teachers should be better. More teachers, all teachers to get paid more. Oh yeah, for sure. A caller reported that a fight was about to start at a local bar. Officers responded and were advised the person who initiated the fight had already left the scene. Officers checked at another location and were unable to locate the person. So literally yesterday, I was asking my parents, you know, like, what what bars do you go to in Lewistown? What's your crowd? And my father said, not the Eagles. If you hang out there long enough, there's always a fight. So I think this is probably what he was talking about. There you go. The Eagles. Isn't that like yeah. a bunch of old men? It is. Yeah. The, the official like order of the Eagles is, but the actual building is, is like an event hall and oh, bar. Okay. Yeah. People, it's just, it just is a spot. That's the place we went after one of our shows and we asked him to make pizza for us. Oh, I remember that now. Yeah. You've been there. Uh, there's nothing else in the police blotter. However, in my local newspaper, on the very front cover last week, there was them asking, what does Christmas means to you? <laughs> mean to you. Okay. And this kid said four words. And he was quoted as saying this, four words, duck hunting and Jesus. <laughs> That's the most fucking central Montana thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. It's on the front page on the front fold. It's not even underneath like you. That's what you see when you're walking. Oh, it's the on the top. It's above the fold. Dude, that's yeah, headline, headline news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay. Go uh, go listen to other episodes. Tell people to listen to them. The podcast itself is not being taken down when we're done with it. I'll leave it up. You know, until someone pulls something out of context as Alex and I are about to get famous. Uh, we got a show in Bozeman on January 8th. Thank you. Yes, January 8th. Come see that. Come hang out with us. Come get drinks with us afterwards. That's it. The end. Bye. Bye. Ginger on Ginger was brought to you by 
partying in a cup and then throwing it at your sister. 